Um, it's another episode of Chocolate with the Side of Medicine. Mm-hmm. I am one of your hosts, Amy Jo MD, and I've got here with me Dr. Chris. What up, y'all? Dr. Nono. Hey, guys. And Dr. Sunshine Plus. Greetings. Sunshine Plus Bonus. Plus Bonus Boy. Sunshine Plus. <laughs> she got rainbows. Rainbows. Dr. Sunshine Plus. <laughs> We're all four here. All we are. Yes. We all together. Just in time to close out this season. Can y'all believe this is the end of season three? I yeah. can. Round of applause. Round Woo. of applause. Hey. Applause. Hey. Round of applause. Applause. Hey. Applause. Hey. Round of applause. <laughs> yeah. Um, they say if you can make it past your sophomore season, you might be doing something. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I don't something. know. Maybe. How many of y'all been rocking with us for day one? But it feels kind of good to be like, shout out to all of y'all that's been rocking with us for day one. Yes. We appreciate we y'all. Like shout out to my day one. We are we are end of uh, season three. It's interesting though because this season um, we got we gave y'all all the highlights, right? We didn't got married. Folks out here having babies. We didn't save lives. We didn't you know bought houses. We have done a little bit of everything in this season, so it made it a little um, you know atypical of how we roll. But here we are, end of season three, nonetheless. And I'm hoping that you know you all have liked the content. It's late again, so don't expect anything from me but pure foolishness because it's late out here in these streets. <laughs> From oh me God. as well. Because, you know, once you start the foolishness, I go with you. I know. Um, Dr. Chris is on a diet because she's going to be out here in these Vegas streets. Yes, I'm so hungry. Trying though. to steal Kiki Man. I am. Mm. I'm so hungry. But it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> trying I will to try steal not to pass Kiki out. She back with old dude now anyway. So Listen, I mean, Kiki's a mother taking. now, okay? She she got a baby. She's a mother. Right. She's a mother after okay. all. She's a mother after all. Like, mm-hmm. Looking fly. Looking amazing. She I mean, great. looking great. I mean, my God. I wish. Look, if that's what babies do, Dr. Sunshine about to be right. fine as wine out here. Y'all are, okay? y'all are, y'all are yes. funny. Yes, y'all but are you know what? This is the thing, though. <laughs> This is why you can't sell me on a baby because it's like, it's one of two ways. It's either you look great or you don't. <laughs> and you just she look what? Great. what do you mean? What do you That's mean true. by that, Chris? That's true. You know what I mean. That's true. What you trying to say? I'm so, com- I'm so some, confused. You know, for some women, it looks great on them. It's a Listen, having a baby is a beautiful thing. It's a great, I think it's beautiful. But, you know. Are you talking, some, about, af- are you talking about after pregnancy, the bounce back after, body, or while they're pregnant? What you mean? Both. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm so confused. Oh it kind of happens so fast. It's like yes. you're like it, it. It does. It looks like something happened, and they're just like, "I'm over it." They're like, "Cute, cute, 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 cute." Over it. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's and some people like, in okay. there that don't even show like in their third trimester, which I I still don't understand. But I mean, there's there's those unicorns out there. But proud to be. Dang, so. I feel like Chris. And I feel like Dr. Chris out here. Uh, <laughs> really getting old people jeez nah, nah. we have I'm, we have every I'm bit just of confidence talking, listen, that it's just my Dark own sunshine opinion. is gonna be out here cute as a button it, i'm just talking for myself i'm not talking about this is what i think in my head for me you don't think you would be a cute pregnant person I, i'm afraid of the after either way i don't, I don't know so fat. i don't know 
I'm not sure. I'm not what? Sure. I, I, I'm not sure if I want to chance it right now. I'm not sure. What? Do you think yeah. I? Well, I think well, I think you look great. You're gonna be fine. Oh well, thanks, y'all. I appreciate that. I didn't really give much thought to that beforehand. Cause it's really about the baby. It's not really about me, but you know, I wasn't out here like, "Ooh, I'm a slay while I'm pregnant." Like, no, that wasn't what I'm thinking. I mean, but I'm thinking that because I'm not right. So I have all these thoughts. Don't worry about my thoughts. It's fine. It's okay. I mean, some people either really be like doing it up, like mm-hmm. your sweet cousin, fellow bridesmaid. Like she's out here in these pregnant streets, looking fabulous. Her pictures. Oh man! Listen. Oh yeah. Oh my God! I gotta get that photographer. That one there. She didn't have like a photographer slash graphic designer slash. I'm like, who? Who do you have putting you in these castles? Yes. (laughs) I mean, looking fabulous. But then you do see some people, and they look like they are so over being pregnant. Like everything spread. They get. You know, I think everybody gets the pregnancy nose, but some people's nose get like super Super spread, and they're like, look at this. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, what? look at this. And you're like, it's fine. Right. It's going to go away. It's going to go away. It's going to be fine. And you're cute. You're cute. And most people be cute as a button. But I have seen a few noses where I'm like, dang, they got you. They right. to you. But you know what? But you know what? They're it goes the away, though. Look, they're the ones that look very, like, uncomfortable and look so, like, they're just over it. And I think because they look over it, then you're like, dang, I'm sorry, boo. But you know what? They don't come to play, though. Those women come in, they be like, what we need? We need right. to get this done, okay? Let's do this. I want my body back. How many <laughs> right. pushes? Ten count? <laughs> Chin right. to chest? Got you. All right, let's go. They be looking at you like, why are you slowing down on the pushes? We need to get another set in. You're like, oh, excuse me. Okay. Push down here. Let's go. <laughs> okay, okay. I let's go. Okay. They're like, I'm ready. Feel these fingers? Right here. This is where I want you to focus. You got it? Yes, they are not playing. <laughs> but babies oh it's gonna be so cute i can't wait to spoil your kid oh, oh send yeah. your kids in my house they're gonna know how to curse and everything I just want wow you right now. wow oh my god wow and you're not even <laughs> you said, don't send your kids to my house because what they're gonna, know, they're how gonna to curse. know how to curse and everything <laughs> she's not even gonna we apologize. believe in full we believe in full vocabularies in my house <laughs> wow and what we happened? use big words and curse words i'm just saying so you know Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a study that people that use more curse words are actually more expressive and intelligent. So it could be. See, Doctor, yeah, Amy Joe could be doing you a favor. I don't know about all that because then you <laughs> then they're gonna say it when they at school. Then you got to right. then then they go call you and then you got to. But when they stuff. say it correctly, though, right? <laughs> That's all. And then I'm you're saying. gonna be the yeah. one calling them like, I know I taught you better than that. You didn't right. use curse word in a proper sentence. That is inappropriate. <laughs> Excuse me, excuse me, Ray. We called you here today because your son used the word fuckery. <laughs> well, did he use it properly? Right. <laughs> like, what was the context? What was he the said, sentence? He said, "Wow, we don't get recess. This some fuckery." You're like, what's I wrong mean... with that? <laughs> Seems like he used it properly. Seems like he used it correctly. You know. <laughs> like what happened <laughs> your kid said you know we were running over and he was under damn duress <laughs> be like yes baby he said duress though yes uh-huh. man i told you we give them big words and curse words they gotta put it together you know they're gonna be a connoisseur of curse words okay but then but she's gonna like, get all the phone calls from school not you sure is i'd be like if they ask you where you get this from you tell them from your mama okay 
Nah, so just, just give him Amy Jo's number. Then she can feel no. that. No, like, I did no such got thing. Got it from your mama. Be like, be I like, know exactly who y'all need to talk to. trending topics we're gonna do like a rapid fire of uh trending topics because so much is happening so many Mm. things have crossed my i so i get this thing i don't know if y'all get this but um ever since i was in college i subscribed to like the washington post so i get like some of their emails and i read like the washington post articles either way whatever so the post does this thing where it's like seven things you need to know every day and it could be anything from like pop culture nature science or seven random things and then the three of the things that were on their seven, I was like, dang, like, this is really something we should talk about. Um, or at least mention, because, you know, it's too much stuff going on in the world. One thing I will mention is that uh, COVID numbers are on the rise. And y'all know how much I hate talking about COVID. Y'all know I hate mm-hmm. it. I talk about it all the time because Amy Joe and Dr. Chris be talking about how much <laughs> they want to tell us about all the stuff that's going to kill us. And I hate it. But COVID numbers <laughs> are on the rise. And it's presenting, at least this strain in my office, is presenting as sore throat and uh, ear pain. So if you think, oh, no, nah, it's just my sinuses or something, back of my throat, a tickle, ah, I don't know, it's getting my ear too, ah, listen, go ahead and do the swabby swab. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do the swabby swab. You might be positive because that thing is, uh, that thing is thanging. It's out here. I'm not even getting people to come back positive. We we ran out of COVID tests um, a couple weeks ago. Oh, really? Same here. Same here. Yeah, we were out. Um, so listen, for like a week, we couldn't swap anyone in the office, in Mm -hmm. the office and everybody was coming in like, man, my throat hurts. I got ear pain. I just, I don't know. And I was like, you probably got COVID, but that's all I can tell you. You (laughs) I've admitted so many COVID pneumonias in the past like week and a half. I'm just like, Oh, we're, we're back. (laughs) So I started so many people from Desiree and Decadron. I'm just like, oh, God, we're going to do this all over again. So, yeah, because yeah. we, we, um, we back. made the hubs wear a mask on the plane. We flew out to Philly, and I was like, yo, we're, ma- we're back to masking. Like, we oh, out okay. like we never left. Sidebar, uh, remember we was talking earlier or maybe last episode about how I didn't know how I felt about Philly? How do you feel yes. about Philly? Cause I feel like, I don't know if I like Philly or if I don't like it. I feel like I've been getting mixed feelings from Philly every time I go there. I don't know if I like it as a city. Did you have a good time in Philly? I did. Okay. Didn't you just pass through? You know, it was a quick trip. So On your way to Jersey, I right? I will have to, yes. So my, my husband's people are from South Jersey. So um, we flew into Philly. We went over to Jersey, but we did go to Philly because we went to Philly and met up with his brother, his brother's girlfriend, um, and hung out, you know, for a little bit. And so, you know, just kind of driving around the city. I was like, this is interesting. I need to see it again, right? Like, I need to see, like, I need the sun out. I need to see downtown. I need to see what's happening. Yeah. I need to see some other spaces. Like, went to a cool cigar lounge, you know, had some drinks. It was mad expensive downtown. Like, I felt like I spent more money in Philly than I've ever spent in Chicago. Huh. Really? And I was a little confused. What? I was like, um, that's weird, but okay. (laughs) That is Uh, weird. (laughs) It was. I was like, yo, this is 
this is expensive. Like, I mean, who's like, I mean, whose cigar lounge were y'all at? <laughs> um, look nice. They got like the red velvet. Uh, listen, lock, listen, like Amy Jo MD menus. She has know? she has somebody's celebrity cigar lounge. Talk about some. I don't know why this is so expensive. <laughs> right. It's one of those that, that you need a why? membership. You need a membership to go. Watch it! Yeah, watch well, it turn out to be like Jay Z's cigar lounge. No, <laughs> it was a um, Ashton cigar bar. Went to Ashton cigar bar. It was a dope. It was a dope spot. Don't get me wrong, right? It was casual, but it was really nice. Um, we spent a lot of money, so um, I don't know. I did. I you know, it, I didn't find it to be a. I don't know. Let me not say because you know Philly be out here representing, and I got a lot of people um, around here from Philly. So this is not to down Philly because I was like, it's, I I thought I need to come back and just fly into Philly and just spend the weekend just doing Philly, mm. right? Like let's hit some brunch spots, let's walk around, let's do downtown. I mean, I've been before, but the last time I went, I was athlete, so I was just going to practice, play a game. You get to get a nice dinner. And then you're out. And so I thought, okay, let's see what it's like as an adult. The place I went to, I liked the whole lot. Um, we took a Uber and drove around a couple, you know, places. And so that seemed pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't been back it's, there. So it fine. still doesn't mm-hmm. rank with Nashville for me. You know, Nashville is oh, Nashville. Yeah. surprisingly Philly, up there. Philly's got a Philly's got a vibe to it where I can't maybe I'm just not in the right parts of Philly. But I'm also not trying to be in the hood in Philly. I'm trying to find like where is the good time in Philly that's not gonna get me shanked. You feel me? Like I can't find it. Right. <laughs> I, I think that's the thing. Now I, I can't I can't put my finger on it, but it's interesting I mean, because Broad Street. That's that's like yeah, but even Broad Street, we we went back and forth across Broad Street. I feel like every other place, like Chicago, you're either you're downtown, you're up north, you're out east, you're south side. Or you're in the, you know, you're or you're in the hood parts. Philly is kind of don't ha- doesn't have a division, right? Like it mm-hmm. is equal, it is equal like thrills and hood at the same time. <laughs> so if you're going to Philly and you're like, send me to the place where people party safe or not around the hood, it's not <laughs> there, right? Like it's just Philly is just Philly. It's all there. So you get. And you get the perfect sample of everything, no matter where you are. That's what it felt like to me, right? Like, mm. I felt like I was both on a campus sometimes because you're driving past like Drexel and Temple and all those spots. And then you'd be like, oh, wait, I am downtown. Wait a minute. I am in the hood. Wait a minute. Where are we? Like, it was just kind of <laughs> all there. So it was, oh it didn't, God. you know, I think other cities have it separate um, where Philly was like, nah, you want some Philly? You come get all of Philly everywhere you go. We are just <laughs> Philly up and down. So that was really interesting. So I feel like you have to go a couple times to really. Hood Philly, Italian Philly, Black Love Philly, bro, bro-y Philly. Like the you bro, like, it. you know, mm-hmm. like the bros with the kegs. You'd be like, why is, where, where, what, what, where? <laughs> yeah, it, it's not segregated like, uh, like Chicago where you're like, oh, I know what side of town I am if I just look around. You just felt like you were always everywhere at the same time. Yeah. Call it the city of brotherly love. Everybody together. Yeah. Everybody, everybody, everybody out here. Everybody. Everybody, everybody out, out here. here. That was a, that was a definitely we, uh, that was my fault. I got us off track. We were talking about COVID, but COVID's out here. Um, aside from that, which is very interesting, 
So um, I came across one of the points of the day, which is that um, you guys remember the group uh, Smash Mouth? They sing All Star. Yeah. Hey there. Yeah. 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 So Steve Harwell, um, he's basically the lead singer of Smash Mouth. He died. Yep. Um, and yeah. he died from what Dr. Nono was going to talk about today, which was liver failure. Um, yeah. And he was 56 years old and he battled with addiction, like, especially alcoholism. So I thought that that was really wild because I'm like, man, 56 is young, y'all. Yeah. And mm-hmm. because he was battling with it and he died from liver failure, I'm like, man, that is on brand with what, you know, Dr. Nono's going to uh, enlighten us all on. I, I saw that, but I've I actually been getting a lot of um, younger people, like people like our age coming in with like end stage liver failure, just from drinking, like just nonstop, you know, uh, belly's humongous. They're yellow as a highlighter. Just, I'm just like, man, you are too young for this. Like what is going on? Um, but I, I saw that announcement when it came out and I'm like, yeah, we got to talk about this again. I know we did an episode on um, alcohol. Which I did like that was that was fun to talk about, but we can now talk about one of those major complications from drinking too much, and that would be cirrhosis. So we'll get into that a little bit later. See, I should have saved that for the last one. That would have been a smooth transition, but I'm not that smooth. It's cool. <laughs> um, I just wanted to. I just... <laughs> you lost your smooth. other. Yeah, I, I love a little, I love little disclaimer. It's a little disclaimer, so that works. Yeah, I lost the. I lost the. I lost the smoothness. Uh, I just want to say that I feel like. California and everything around our way as of recently has been like a global warming weather nightmare as of recently um, from the hurricane that happened a couple weeks ago to it raining like crazy and burning man and people just being stranded in the mud and all types of stuff. Um, This is just my little PSA to lots of people in the California area and Nevada and, you know, Oregon, everything, just everybody on the West coast. I feel like because I'm a Floridian and y'all got to go crazy for saying this, I feel like you grew up with like a really large respect for nature because you know that nature can really F you up, like for real, like whether it's hurricanes, alligators, whatever it is, just like a, just, you know, I think over here, a lot of people in California, they just like admire nature. Like, ooh, look at that mountain. Like, ooh, <laughs> look at this beach. Like they admire it, but they don't really have like a respect for it. Like, nah, like you could fall off that mountain or like, yo, <laughs> like you can get got. Um, and I feel like recently over the last two to three weeks, there's just been, just been a lot of stuff in the news about people just like not navigating the hurricanes well, like taking the rain for granted. Like, yo, if it tells you it's going to rain, it's going to flood, it's going to flood. Like you guys need to really take this stuff seriously. And I just want everybody to be safe because this global warming is real. And Mm -hmm. weather everywhere is nuts. And we haven't even gotten deep into fire season and we haven't even gotten into the bulk of hurricane season. The next thing you know, it's going to be winter. We're going to be talking about blizzards. So I just want everyone to be safe. This is just a nature PSA. Um... And hopefully everybody who's stranded at Burning Man in the mud because their cars are stuck in the mud. They can't get out. They can't even get out of the fairgrounds, which y'all know is in the middle of the desert somewhere. Um, I just want everyone to just make uh, good decisions and be safe. That's that's all. So I, think I thought that they could hike, but they could not drive out. Like they were allowing people to, not that it was like, oh, just walk over there. But they were allowing people to to leave on foot. But you had to leave your vehicle, so that was the one of the main things that was keeping. No, people... they're they're letting people leave today. Well, they let people left to yesterday, so people are now driving out. Um, it's rough because all the roads are like shitty, but you know the people are now driving out of the grounds. Yeah, so, but before but that, you they weren't letting people out. Like you could walk, 
but you cannot, you couldn't drive. In the middle of the desert, where are they going to walk to? There, it was like a, it was like a, five, there was a whole, there were, it was like a five mile walk or something like that, or oh. two, three mile walk. It, yeah, that people like could make. And the reason why I know that is that whatever that first hotel is that they were all staying at, like stopping at, quickly booked up because people were like, forget it, let's walk. And so they were shuttling people like to the next closest, like, mm. you know, facilities. Um, so people were walking. Um, mm. don't quote me on how many miles it was, but it, I thought it was like somewhere between two and five miles. You could walk to like your closest, you know, place. You just could not drive because I guess and this is the part I didn't understand reading the articles. They were like people, there's a few people earlier on. They were like, we're going to get in our cars and go before they really like shut it down. They were saying they're destroying the terrain. And I'm like, isn't the flood destroying the terrain? Like how are the vehicles destroying I- it? But I was like, whatever. They were talking, I think with that, they were talking about like how Burning Man was supposed to be like, you know, very eco-friendly um, concert and people, they were bringing a lot of like uh, single use, like uh, things into the park, you know, like plastic bottles and whatever. Um, so it kind of like lost the the um, mission of the festival being like eco-friendly and people were just leaving all their trash and stuff all around the festival. Um, when the whole purpose of it was to be like, you know, you guys, where you bring like, you know, metal stuff, like bringing stuff that you can continue to use and reuse. Um, uh, so that's, I think that's where they were getting that destroying the terrain from. Because, yeah, the floods came in. It made, like, the roads look like quicksand. So you could not walk. It would be extremely hard to walk out of there and, like, take a car out of there just because everything, everything would probably get stuck immediately if you didn't have anything less than a, anything more than, like, a four by four. So, and that yeah, guy died. About- someone died. I, I yeah, somebody did die. From- Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, this is really on lockdown. And like, you know, it was like all the police and investigators. They said they I died still didn't from hear the rain. Like what was, I yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't get it, but they said, yeah, it was. Yeah, mind you, mind you, this has nothing to do with health or anything, but I just want to throw out there that um, I'm hardcore rooting for Coco Goff. Yes, um, come she, Coco. I watched her do her doubles yesterday. Killing it. She Killing looks it. great. Doesn't she? I was, I was like, listen, her form, like that killer serve. I was like, okay. I was thoroughly impressed. She did really well in the doubles yesterday. She had um her personal events like today. She won today. It was on at like noon. Um, of course I couldn't catch it because I was seeing these patients trying to save lives, y'all. So I couldn't see it. <laughs> um, so I'll watch the highlights later. But Coco Goff is doing really good, and she's actually slated as one of the front runners to actually win this U.S. Open. So I'm sending her good vibes and good juju. Uh, We're rooting for you, Black Girl. We rooting for you. Rooting yes. for you, Boo Boo. Especially she after her- she had to. <laughs> yes, had to be like y'all gonna keep on letting this girl pause or what? Oh, I she saw that. That was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. And, and you know, and in true tears, right? So the German player. Hits us with the good tears in the interview. Like, have I not given enough? What they got? What they got to do with you pausing? Like, you're pausing, okay? Let's keep moving. And she was like, you know, she can't do that. You know, there was one clip. Coco was eating some fruit, but she she's standing up, and she's like, you know, you know, she can't sit down, right? Coco is young. She got all the energy. She is a combo of both Serena and Venus Williams all tied in together. She was like, no, nah, I I can do this all day. What you sitting down for? Get off them knees. It's time to go. Let's get it. Let's get it. Why she sitting down? You know she can't sit down, right? Why you breathing heavy over there? You serving or not? I'm ready. Why you not ready? I'm just saying. Why everybody? I got to tell the whole stadium to tell you to get ready. I mean, you're here, right? You don't see me standing here. 
You don't see like, me ready to she's serve? giving all the energy, <laughs> and I love it. In the most polite of ways, right? So when you like play it back, she is so she is she is both innocent and fierce because she's just like she can't stand there. She can't just sit there. Like she's over her time. <laughs> she's over her time. <laughs> I'm reclaiming my time, and she needs to get back to this line so she can come get this. And work. not the audience behind her, like clapping for her, like supporting her. I was like, oh my gosh. Way. Yes, the audience is here for. It. They're like, yeah, you you t- you tell her, Coco, you tell <laughs> her to be ready for that serve. <laughs> She's got to be ready for me. That's what she said. She's got to be ready for me. Like those are the rules. So as Coco get ready to go serve, the little girl go over there getting. Ooh, I need a towel break. Ooh, I right. need a water break. Ooh, I need. A- I'm like, why is this girl stalling? She <laughs> <laughs> tied her shoe like ten times. I'm like, man. Yeah, I'm like, why she keep? Why she keep? I'm on here. Cause old girl don't want to take that serve. She'd be like, yo, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pause a minute. It's, I mean, it's the so game cool. gotta end at some point. Like you delaying the inevitable is not going to help. So let's, let's yeah, go. but the ref is supposed to be checking her on that. And the ref wasn't checking yeah. her. Right. <laughs> Cause players do it. They do it to freeze people out. Right. It's, you know, it's the, it's the basketball equivalent of, of calling the timeout when, when the person yeah. comes up to the line. Oh, so man. you are essentially stalling your, your, um, your, you know, your competitor to try to, you know, change the rhythm. And she's like, yo, she can't do that. Cause she like, even though she tried to do it, I'm still ready. I'm still here. <laughs> Listen, watching her play, like, <sighs> yo, and you could tell awesome. in the dub in the doubles yesterday, I forgot what country they were playing, but in the doubles yesterday, you could tell like on the opposing team. So one of the girls was like ready to play. She was sharp. And I felt like the other girl was like, she was like so intimidated by Coco and she was just off like the whole game. You could tell like, cause she messed up a couple times early, like one of the, you know, early in the set and she was just off the rest of the time. I was watching this match. I'm like, yo, I know old girl want to throw her partner away because Coco mm. is lighting them <laughs> up, like lighting them up. And I was like, yo, what make, did you do make it, make it, making them sprint forward, sprint backwards, pivot, hit the backhand. Oh, I'm like, yo, Coco's making y'all run across this entire court. <laughs> I'm in love with the... Court. You know in tennis when they make them hit that split? When they be trying to reach when they can't reach, they hit that split. Like, oh, Lord! No, it yes. was rough. It was rough. Anyway, shout out, to, shout out to Coco. But today, like we prefaced earlier, we're going to talk about liver cirrhosis. So... You guys may hear this kind of tossed around, um, you know, if we get like an ultrasound or you got an ultrasound for like whatever reason and we see some weird looking stuff on your liver, um, you know, the reading that the radiologist will give us will say, oh, this looks like cirrhosis. You're really like, oh my God, what's that? So typically cirrhosis can be caused by a lot of different things. In the U.S., however, the top three causes of cirrhosis that we hinted at earlier, first one is alcohol. Second is hepatitis C, and third is non-alcoholic steatitosis hepatitis. Uh, we call it NASH for short. So usually when we, you know, when you come in, um, you may have some like symptoms that, you know, may require some additional workup. When I'm coming in or when you're coming into the hospital, it's usually, you know, sometimes people come in, they haven't seen a doctor in years and they're coming in and be like, doc, my belly is big and I'm yellow. And I'm like, Okay, you get you see that on the triage note, and you're like, oh, 
I think I know what's going to happen. So um, cirrhosis, when you get like, you know, advanced stages, you can usually have like what we call a fluid developing on your belly um, is what we call ascites. And the yellowing of your skin, um, that is what we call jaundice. So it's when you have um, issues with production of your um, uh, bilirubin, which is a, uh, an, a lab marker that we use to check for that. And it can cause like all these different um, physical or skin ailments that we can see in, um, you know, early, early uh, cirrhosis. Um, usually when people come in also, they'll come in either to your clinic and complain of these symptoms or, you know, they'll come in looking like that into the hospital and we, we get the same story. But typically symptoms like, you know, I've been losing a lot of weight, I feel really fatigued and tired. Or, you know, if you're a friend, bring your, uh, your person in saying, oh, they've just been really confused and then off the wall, saying a lot of gibberish type of stuff. Um, you know, that those are all things for, for concern. So actually, I don't know, how often do you guys get like cirrhotic patients into your clinic? Does it happen often or do you guys, yep. you know, see it in different stages or how do you, how do you deal with that? If somebody walked in my office, look like a human highlighter. I mean. In, into the, not the ER, in the office. No. I, I was talking to her and I was really like, um, were you this yellow last time I saw you? you were like, <laughs> Do you see this? <laughs> like you see this? Like literally. Um <clears throat> and and I tested her and her and her liver and signs were through the roof. And then she later said, I'm so glad you said something. I wasn't gonna say anything. I had been very she'd been very depressed. So, you know, obviously okay. taking, taking in a whole lot of, you know, alcohol, but I have seen like, man, why are you so yellow? I don't think that, um, I think in the outpatient setting, you, you catch it during the, during the labs. Yeah. So un- unless they have, unless you, unless they are known to be taking in a lot of alcohol intake, you know, for your number one cause, right. Which is, you know, alcoholic cirrhosis. I think you have to catch it in the labs and then have to know a little bit of the history. But I think the vast majority of people, you know, we that, you know, don't underestimate your functioning alcoholics, right? Those are mm-hmm. your we talked about this before, right? These are your people and I have and, and and I'm sure we all have a lot of these people. Like we know them all. They drink maybe a beer or two during the week, right? They might come home, have a beer and be fine because they work Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. But at five o'clock on Friday until eight o'clock Monday morning, all bets are off. And so they are binge drinking all through the weekend. They are no good yep. to no one. Don't give them any keys. Don't give them any responsibilities. Mm-hmm. They ain't got it. And then on Monday, they're back to you know their regular selves. And so they're quite functional. And so I think sometimes you catch them like you have a you suspect that their alcohol intake is, is too high, but it's nothing that they are going to endorse and complain about. And then you get a CMP and you see like AST, you know, through, mm-hmm. through the roof, ALT kind of high. And you're like, okay, we need so to revisit those, your drinking. So for the viewers, ASC and ALT, those are what we call um, part of your liver function test. So it's a very easy test. Usually one of the basic labs you'll get if you go into a PCP's office or the hospital. Um, and that usually tells us like what your, your, what your synthetic uh, liver function is doing. Um, with that, we'll also add on, um, cause liver, uh, cirrhosis can also cause issues with bleeding and and when i say bleeding i mean a shit ton of bleeding like you will have like engorged uh veins within your um your throat that we call esophageal varices they can also happen in your stomach um you can see them like on your skin um that we call telangiectasias um and when your liver is not able to um uh to process 
then you can actually have a lot of issues with uh, just spontaneous bleeding. And any one of these varices can rupture at any moment. So when you come in, you're saying, oh, you know, I think I may have threw up some blood or I see some blood in my my, my poop. Um, you need, we, we need to see you immediately. Um, do not do not go to your PCP's office. Do not collect $200. Go straight to the ER because that is a medical emergency. The last time I was really taken off guard recently in outpatient was um, in a patient where she has dual care. So she has me and another PCP. Sometimes that happens where I work because people have dual coverage. Either way, point is, I do her. She's in front of me talking. We going over her lab results. These liver function tests were like in the hundreds, like 200s, 300s, 400s. Like they were high. And they were normal last time I saw her. And literally it was just the elevation from her starting a statin. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. She's like, well, my outside PCP uh, put me on the statin because my cholesterol is kind of high. Her cholesterol was kind of high, you know, like 170s, 180s. And they were like, ah, let's just get ahead of it because she was in her 60s, 50s, 60s. And they put her on a statin and those liver enzymes were high. I'm like, so we went from 20s and 30s to basically 300, 400s. And I was like, we are stopping this. You can tell your outside doctor to be mad at me if you want to, but we stopping this today. <laughs> She's like, oh my god! But that's just another thing that can cause it to be high as well. It's a it's a side effect, y'all. So don't don't go out and stop your Lipitor, Crestor, whatever you're taking. Um, but that is a side effect of uh, a statins, where they can cause a um, uh, hepatotoxicity um, and cause your LFTs to go through the roof. A lot of actually, yep. a lot of meds out there can do that. So um these are like little lesser known side effects but there are some things that we need to get regular labs on just to make sure that they're not continuing to get worse is is the big deal we give you the medication first of all to treat the active issue that you have at that moment but if we see something like your lts are starting to creep up and they're getting to that range we're like Ooh, um then at that point then we'll likely stop the medication and recheck your lfts and make sure they're doing okay um can for- i take us on a small tangent to ask oh. a question Okay. Yeah. yeah. Quick question. At your jobs, do you guys have pharmacogenetic testing at your job? No. We do not in my office, but there are offices around me that will do pharmacogenetic testing. So I have had a few of my psych patients mm-hmm. come back to say, psychiatry ran some pharmacogenetics and discovered that I can't use this, 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 this SSRI. Yes. And, yes. but I can use that. So it does happen. I just don't do it like I don't order the test personally in my office. They yeah. just added it. I think the brand we have, I think it's the Phaser, Phaser Pharmacogenetic. And you, you it includes, nice. we have it at our job, which is shocking, right? We have it of all I people. I can't believe it. I, um, I wish we did. But it has it. all the different types of mental health medications on there. Opioids are on there. Statins are on there. NSAIDs, different NSAIDs are on there. And they run your blood, they run your genetics and see if any of these medications do not agree with you so that you can pick a statin that works for you or you can pick the SSRI that works best for you based on your genetics. It's pretty cool. Can't that just be standard? Like, why can't you just run that test standard? Because it costs a lot of money. Because it's it's expensive. Insurance insurance won't cover it? No. No. I don't think all insurance cover it. So I think most people have to pay out of pocket. And for us, it's a limited time. They said this test is only available until the new year. So you have until January 1st, 2024 <laughs> to do this test at this facility. That's we didn't got a coupon. It's a Groupon. Yes. The government then bought a Groupon lab. But it's a government grant or something. I think it's to help with the mental health and PTSD. 
<laughs> but yeah. but the test itself, the panel includes more than just mental health. But it's nifty though. But anyway, uh, what I was gonna say is, um, some of the people that I see that come in and they have the diagnosis of cirrhosis, like I don't see people like mostly not for alcohol, but big non-alcoholic causes of cirrhosis yeah. and um the burning question that they all have like i don't understand how did my liver fail how do i have cirrhosis like i don't drink mm-hmm. and it's just like oh well you've had this fatty liver that you did not really pay attention to and then it turned into cirrhosis right yeah. and like we tell mm-hmm. you these things like hey your enzymes elevated your cholesterol is elevated probably need to lose that weight and eat right and then they don't do it or yeah. something happens and then they end up in the hospital because they had some of these symptoms that you were talking about and then they come to find mm-hmm. out that they had they had cirrhosis and then they come to, and they come to their PCP and they come to me and they're like oh how come you didn't tell me i'm like cuz you didn't have it when i saw you <laughs> Right. And mm-hmm. I, and that's the other thing. Like people will think that, oh, you know, when they see people like, oh, I get stories like, oh, grandpa had like a big belly, but you know, he drank a lot. You know, they had to take fluid off of him every once in a while. Um, but alcohol is not, I say it's one of the top causes in the US, but there are a lot of zebra cases out there that can cause cirrhosis. I'm not even touching the top like 50 different causes of cirrhosis that we have and that we learn about in medical school. Um, so autoimmune things. So if you think of like, um, uh, you know, buzzwords for us would be like Wilson's disease or alpha one antitrypsin disease, you know, other different types of um, diseases that can also cause cirrhosis. But the thing that I want to bring up the point that Dr. Chris said, so we can, we can screen for different types of cirrhosis or cause of cirrhosis in your PCP office. So when we see that your cholesterol or your triglyceride levels are like off the charts and we do an ultrasound, or that shows that you have like a fatty liver, then we have interventions that we can do to prevent that from progressing to advanced stage cirrhosis. And believe me, when you get to advanced stage cirrhosis, there's only so much that we can do um, before we got to like go to a liver transplant. So when we find these things like in the office and on your labs and with your screening, you know, we really stress that, hey, we got we to take care of this now. Do not, do not wait on this because it can get so much worse. I feel like I'm the person in the podcast that was like, if you didn't do this shit, this is what's going to happen. So listen to you guys. That's what I, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what my role is. Um, Cause you see him in the hospital. Like, so you ain't listen to your doctor, huh? I'll be like, I did it. (laughs) If you send me home, I'll take my medicine. I'll tell you the most. uh, Cause you see some wild, wild cases at County. But um, one case that I, I remember distinctly, I will never forget. um, This lady came in. And her daughter brought her in on the the triage note. They just said big belly. And I'm like, as like a med student, I'm like, well, is she fat? So I went down there to go see her. This lady, when I tell, so when we say yellow as a highlighter, like we literally mean as yellow as a highlighter. Because when you walked in the room, this lady looked like she was glowing. And her belly looked like she had maybe a quintuplets in there. Like it was humongous. Mm. Um and that's a, that's a really big complication from cirrhosis is that you get what's called uh, ascites, and that just is a fancy word for fluid in your belly. So that fluid collects in that space, and it has nowhere to go. So usually what we do to treat that is that we have to stick a needle in your belly to drain out that fluid, and that is mm. what we call a paracentesis. 
Amy Jo has a very funny mm. story that she likes to tell me mm. about um, you need to watch when you're doing a paracentesis, you need to watch to make sure the patient keeps the needle in the belly. Because if they take it out, the fluid's just going to go everywhere and you got to do it all over again. So um, I'm still scarred. <laughs> <laughs> I think I talked to him next week, but um, oh, yeah, it's, it was funny. But um, oh. <laughs> yeah, so um, so yeah, so typically that's that's where I was going with that. Um, I also mentioned that part of the symptom. So if someone brings you in like either to your, um, your, uh, your office or to the hospital, usually we'll get a complaint of like, Oh, mom has been like, really, she's been really confused and just not acting right. You know, she's also been really tired and just like, just can't move. It has no energy. And you go into the room and you see that, you know, they're, they're like picking at stuff. They're trying to like touch you. They're trying to like grab at stuff in the air and they just feel, they feel like they're hallucinating or they're out of it. So usually we can do a blood test for that. And that is called the ammonia level. And usually when your ammonia level is high in cirrhosis, that is what we call hepatic encephalopathy. Um, And encephalopathy is a very, very fancy word for that. You are batshit crazy. Um, You're very confused and we need to lower that ammonia level quickly. Um, so there are different ways that we can do that. I'm, I'm doing this as a disclaimer because the, one of the biggest complaints that we get when people come into the hospital with this is that doc, you're giving me a medication that's making me poop like every three minutes. Like, <laughs> why do I need to take this? And I'm be like, cause you, you need to take it. Cause if you saw the ammonia level that you came in with, you, you'd be like, Oh, I need to take this doc. So and it's also one of the one of the most discontinued drugs as outpatient because people are like, I don't take this thing mm-hmm. that makes me poop like every hour. Um, so when your ammonia level is high, that means that your liver cannot, you know, re- get rid of it because it is impaired in cirrhosis. So it builds up in the, the blood and it can cross into the blood brain barrier and it can cause this type of confusional state. So when we give lactulose, so like I said, if you're too tired or, you know, mom is not able to swallow pills or eating, then sometimes we may need to put in what's called an NG tube and we give the lactulose through the NG tube or we got to give you an enema. And I, I know, I think most people know what an enema is. Um, so either way, um, the, the way that we get rid of that is that we make you poop it out. You should be aiming for like three to four poops a day. Um, and sometimes your uh, GI doctor or your PCP will give you this medication to go home on um, so that you can continue to, you know, make sure that ammonia level doesn't build up. And please, for the love of God, do not do not skip this medication. It's a very easy way to avoid a hospital visit. So, man, you give me county flashbacks, man. <laughs> no, like it was yeah. a I think it was a damn shame how many of our patients had liver failure. Like it was a yeah. damn shame. It was it so many that little that little procedure team i felt like they were just running all around the whole county hospital just putting in putting in little needles and draining people's bellies i'm like how many times they gotta do this a day but they are busy very busy the gi department there is getting that work so yeah but even even with the yellowing of the skin and everything i feel like the eyes always got me man if you look in their eyes and their eyes start to get yellow i'm like yo it just blew it just creeped me out so much I don't know what it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. The whole body is yellow. But when you look into like, you know, the whites of their eyes and it's just Mm -hmm. so yellow, I'm like, man, 
this person not gonna make it. He people he's trying to die on me. He's trying to die on me. What's crazy is that some people just come in completely oblivious to it. I'm like, no one told you how yellow you are. Don't be the little prieto patients talking about they drink like two cases of tecate a day. I'm like, what is that's how I knew what tecate was. I'm like, what is this Mexican beer that is just wreaking havoc on little village i think i think the the other thing too is especially if you're kind of like a little light and kind of already baseline a little yellowish it's kind of hard to see until you really see it in the eyes like Mm -hmm. okay you're looking you're looking different right because if you're already light skin kind of on at baseline are you talking about are you basically talking about chris brown color is what you're talking about with you chris brown is what you're trying to say (laughs) I mean, there's some people like you just look at them and you're like, you're not quite sure. You're like, maybe you look a little yellow. Is this how you always look? You're like, oh, no. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> how do you all think about it? You know? And then you look at those eyes and you're like, mm mm. God, it's, it's a lot. But, and um, like, are itching. you always are you always this high yellow? <laughs> yes, I, I literally ask questions like that. <laughs> That's but, hilarious. Um, our light skin brethren, we love y'all. We love y'all. We do. We, do. we really do. Um, but yeah, so. <laughs> I'm trying to get the whole picture. Okay. Yeah. So, and when I tell you the crazy amounts that I found that people can drink in a day, I'm just like, oh my god! Like I throw up after a shot, you know. So it's just like people are coming in. They'll tell you because you part of the history that we've alluded to in multiple episodes is that you got to ask about that social history because you will. You will find, I found diagnoses just by asking the social history. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, When you ask people like, okay, so how much do you normally drink? Sometimes they'll start out saying, oh, you know, I drink socially. And you're like, okay, but you know, what's, what's social? You know, I get real, I feel people think I'm really annoying when I do this, but I'm like, I need, I need a number. Telling me that you drink socially could be anything from drinking a, a seltzer to a pack in a pint you know in one sitting you know so we need to this is why we ask but i think the one case i got that was like oh my god um this guy was drinking uh two handles and a 12 pack of beer every day for like the past 20 years that's expensive how do you even have that, that much excess income the handles is not expensive that's handles like the handles of what I don't know. It's probably the cheapest looker you get. Burnett's, Tito's. What's that really nasty one from the South? I forgot what it's called. Nasty one? one from the South? What are you talking about? Oh, it's you talking about moon? Oh. Yeah, no. Oh, it's probably Moonshine. That's it. Um, but yeah, so the amount that people can drink will surprise me every time. Um, but like we said, that is no alcohol is the number one cause within the U.S. There's also hepatitis C, which you should be screening for at your uh, doctor's office. And then the um, NASH, which is like the, you know, fatty liver and whatnot. So those are all, to kind of close that point up, those are all the things that you can get tested for. And then those are some of the symptoms that I alluded to that you'll probably be coming in and that we will take care of. The one major caveat, and then I'm, I'm all done. So a lot of these causes are reversible. So that means that you can reverse the, um, the, the damages from cirrhosis if you just follow the treatment and we treat you based on the type of cirrhosis that you have. So like I said, if you're drinking alcohol, stop drinking. And then you will, the liver is a very, um, very uh, good organ at healing, at self-healing. So if you stop drinking alcohol, you will be surprised at the amount of people that have been like, oh, 
well, my liver, my enzymes look great. I'm not yellow anymore. I don't, I don't have the issue with the, the swelling. I look great. You're good to go. Um, other things like hepatitis C, you'll usually be seeing either your PCP who handles uh, treatments for hepatitis, or they'll be referring you to a GI doc or a hepatologist that will put you on the um, treatments for hepatitis C, uh, the treatments and the cures for hepatitis C. Um, but either way, um, if those are all the things I have for cirrhosis. There are so many more. I could probably make this into a two-parter, but um, I think I'll leave you on that caveat that if you get this really bad disease, it is somewhat reversible if you just take the medications and stop doing the thing that caused it in the first place. And I'm done. I love how you just say stop drinking like that. Like it's easy for people to stop drinking. Listen, like, just, nah, go stop just, just, just go ahead and stop. Just go ahead and stop. Usually y'all are forced to stop because you are admitted and we have to go through the whole alcohol withdrawal and that's a topic for another day. But alcohol withdrawal, get it all out your system and then we can start working on healthy habits because Lord, that day two, day three. Hit you like a ton of bricks, especially when you're not watching. Mm -hmm. You know, Phenobar, Presidex, and Ativan are your best friends in the hospital. So. And don't get behind. You got to stay ahead of it. <laughs> no, we are knocking. We, as soon as you come in that door, shaking like a leaf, and you start seeing cats on the wall, you're getting a shot of that Phenobar, and you are going night-night for quite man. a long time. They I'm taught a, us, a, they taught us when, that well, uncle, when that dude was like, man, my uncle in here. And me and uh, the attendant both turned around. Uh-uh. <laughs> So oh, right. he needs some more. <laughs> Nobody needs has time for this. <laughs> he needs some um, more. Give him some more. What's your uncle name? He was like right there. He needs some more. Oh man! Hey, let me get you some more medicine. We about to put you out. All right, people, so so protect your livers out here is what we're trying to tell you. And <laughs> let's get these questions. <laughs> get these questions in. Protect your liver and what listen to these questions. What would y'all do if I questions. forgot to edit this? Just leave it. Honestly, just give them what they want. Yo, I will leave it. it. If no, you if your name is Doctor No, it'll be in there, right? I have to remember to who I have to remember who's gonna be editing to to you know make sure I don't say nothing. Stop, that, no, because Doctor No be like, yeah, it's staying. <laughs> but I figure we should do this question because kind of I guess it's on on task with it. Is it true that dark liquor has more sugar and can worsen diabetes more than light liquor? You know, this is so funny. This has <laughs> got to be somebody from the South. Because <laughs> um, I'm like, liquor. Because liquor. I've never seen people, not even in liquors, right? Like, mm-hmm. there are some times that I'm talking to, like, I have been talking to a patient once and, and they were like, okay. And I'm like, yeah, you got an infection, right? You got a, a URI, upper mm-hmm. respiratory infection or something. And they were like, literally, they turned to their to their significant other and was just like, all right, let's run to the store and get Sprites and ginger ale because we got all dark soda in the house and we got to drink light soda. And I was like, I'm sorry, wait, what? what? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, we got to go to light because we're not feeling well. So we drink light when we're not feeling well and then we can go back to the dark. And I'm like, wow, like that's crazy. And and then I've also heard them say it about liquor too. Like, oh yeah, um, uh, yeah, I need to... 
I need to, you know, drink light, you know, because I'm trying to, you know, get healthier. And I'm like, wow. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But with liquor, it's not a myth. <laughs> with liquor, this is not a myth. It is not a myth. So listen, especially if you drink dark and especially if you be drinking the cognac, like, especially like the dark, thick liquors is full of sugar. And listen, if you come, if you compare like, like some Remy or a cognac to like vodka, the difference in the calories is night and day. And the difference in the sugar content is night and day. It's just not the same. Now, mind you, if we're talking about overall health in general, you could probably reduce your alcohol intake across the board. We just talked about the liver, save your livers, okay? But if we are comparing liquor to liquor, there is a difference for sure. That is true because it says here, of course, you know, I go to the Google to find out the actual sugar content. And it says that vodka has zero grams of sugar and 100 calories per 50 mLs. Gin is zero grams of sugar and 97 calories. Tequila, it said it's zero grams of sugar and 97 mm-hmm. calories per 50 mLs. And whiskey is 0.03 grams of sugar and 105 calories. And rum, it says no sugar and 97 calories. That's a lie. I know. Barbacore is sweet as hell. I know. Well, listen, they didn't necessarily say if it's white versus dark. Oh, okay. So we're talking about... Here we go. (laughs) White Henny and the dark Henny. Oh, my God. Yeah, I get it. So I thought, you know, I remember... So the distilled, um, the highly distilled, they say, shouldn't really contain as much sugar. Correct. Correct. Because the more you distill it, it ends up burning off the sugar. Yes, correct. So I guess well, what did that make sense of for like the older, like, you know, when you barrel age, like bourbon or whiskey, like, you know, the older they are, the less sugar they have. No, 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 I no, 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 no. So. because no, because it's made in two different ways, because when you're distilling something, it's like a, it's like a chemistry project, because when you're distilling it, you have that you have the sugars and you have the alcohols. And then when you're distilling it, you're getting the purified, purified, like higher alcohol content. Because oh, yeah. you're using the sugar to do the distilling, and then you have less mm-hmm. sugar. Okay. But the way, but the way that you make um, cognacs is different, because cognacs are made from are they made from grapes? But let's find yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> let's find out. <laughs> this it is. The, um, I know. Uh, my, a mox, uh, approximate amount of added sugar in cognacs is 1.5 grams per liter. Ooh. Yes, but it's also based in it's it's based off of like yes, it's from fermented grapes. grapes without any additional sugars added during production. Girl, y'all know my family own a liquor store. I know my liquors. That's Don't be playing me. Okay. <laughs> so it says because That's also why I know the cognac's gonna kill y'all. Put the yes, cognac down. Put sugar. down the yak. Put down the yak. They like it though. They like their cognac. They do, but it's killing them slowly. Not even slowly. When when I asked yeah. Google, it's con- and it says it's cognac bad for a diabetic. It said it's not recommended for diabetic <laughs> patients to consume brandy or any other form of alcohol due to its effects on blood sugar levels. So not any other form of alcohol. No, you <laughs> no, shouldn't be drinking. That's why is this a question in the first place? Yo, That's what if you were a diabetic, yeah. you shouldn't be drinking at all. Right. So Shout out to you, Google. Google's Shout out telling to Google. you, uh, no. <laughs> Don't we worry better about not be sure trying to do here. Try to see. We better not be co-signing yeah. Google after all the time we make fun of these patients for telling us what Doctor Google said. You better not be quoting Google, nah. Doctor Chris. No, I'm not co-signing Google. I'm just saying what Google said. 
Lord Jesus. <laughs> Dr. Nono, no, no, can you tell the people where to find us, please? <laughs> I sure can. So check us out on our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Threads, and Spill. With our handles at the chocolate MDS. Feel free to send us questions, advice, well wishes to our Gmail at the chocolate MDS at gmail.com. And please check out our website at www.thechocolatemds.com where we'll post little updates on upcoming shows and whatnot. And also all of our uploaded episodes are at the bottom of the page. And that's it. Yay. Thanks for rocking with us. Thank Season you. Season in the books. Thank you. This is a season three finale. We will catch y'all after our break, you know, for season four and all it has to offer. Please be safe. We love y'all. And like Amy Joe said, thanks for rocking with us. Deuce. Deuce. Bye. Bye.